On today's episode, we speak to an architect who works for a developer that shares insights about how products make it into their spec and how manufacturers can be more effective in their marketing. What I love about today's episode is that they share changes that they've seen about how companies can sell more effectively virtually and how you as a manufacturer need to shift your thinking from B2B to B2C and why this change should not go away. It's a great episode. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got Chris Maher, who's the Senior Vice President of Design at Rancho Mission Viejo, and she's also an architect who's come on the show with us today. We're super excited to have her. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. So Chris, for our listeners, give us a little bit about your background and what you do. Okay. As Zach mentioned, I am an architect. I started my career off working for architects. And as I moved up in the profession, I found myself more on the business side versus the design side. So at that point, I decided to go back to school and get an MBA because I was doing business, not architecture. And then shortly after that, I went to work for one of our clients at the time, which was a home builder in Southern California. And I did that for a couple of years. And I really enjoyed that part of it. I learned so much more. And then ultimately, I had a, a chance to get into development, community development with Rancho Mission Viejo. And I've been there for the last 17 years. So what do you do as the Senior Vice President of Design? Are you planning the homes? Are you planning uh, parts of the development? T- talk us through a little about what that looks like. So my role at Rancho Mission Viejo is community design. So I work on the front end with planning what goes where, where, where do the churches go, where do the homes go, where do the streets go. I'm really curious and what I really want to know is like what does the product selection process look like for you? When you're, you know, let's say building something or designing something, how are you choosing the products that you're, that you're choosing and how are you on top of that, how are you finding out about new products as well? So we typically rely on our consultants for that. We hire a lot of architects, landscape architects, interior designers. So, you know, we are so focused on community development and design that we hire the consultants that bring us the latest and greatest. And and we, we need them for that. We just can't cover all those bases ourselves. So, we have some great consultants that work for us and they, they keep us on the cutting edge with some stuff. Do you trust their opinion carte blanche? Like when they come in, they're like, hey, we want to try this product. You're like, yep, no problem. Or, or is there like a vetting process that you have to go through? The vetting process is always the budget, right? <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> vetting process is the nice way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have to be careful because we have budgets. Obviously, everybody has budgets. And so we have to make sure that we are responding to what our future home buyers want. And we literally will look at something, let's say a really cool tile, you know, or a natural stone that one of the consultants is, is presenting to us. And we'll say, that is gorgeous. We love that. But as opposed to that, if we did B, is a home buyer going to walk through this clubhouse and say, well, I wouldn't buy here because that tile or that stone is just horrible. So we always have to sort of look at things through our future residents' eyes to see, you know, what are they really going to put value in? What's important to them? And a lot of the times it's going to be function versus material. You know, are they getting a great pool versus, you know, something else? Or are they getting a jacuzzi or a gym? So those are, those are the trade-offs that we have to make. I love what you said there about, you know, it depends upon budget, but it also depends upon what your end 
purchaser or home buyer wants. Where do you see the industry headed? You know, we've been talking a lot on the show about the pandemic and how it's changed what people want in a home. I'm mm-hmm. curious to get your take on what differences you think the home buyers of tomorrow will want, or today, if you will, versus what's happened in the past. Like, how has the industry as a whole shifted? That's a great question, and it's it's a really interesting question. So, first, I'll speak from from the home buyer side and the home builder side. So it was so curious when the pandemic hit, all of a sudden this sales experience where you in Southern California, you go to a model home and you walk through the home and you engage with the salesperson. It's a variety of meetings and and reactions that take place. So ultimately, all of a sudden, everything is shut down. How do you possibly sell a home now? And I was so impressed with our home builder's ability to shift gears on a dime and switch to remote selling and adding tools like Matterport so they could show their model homes online. And you know they would set up a remote access to the home so people could go after hours, walk through the home. Then the uh, salesperson could follow up with them. I mean, it was really remarkable. And our sales during the pandemic actually were really, really strong. We were so surprised. But people want, still wanted homes and they really wanted new homes. The whole idea of having something that was new as opposed to a resale home was so important to people. And it was so refreshing. And I started thinking, you know, the customer service experience for home builders to sell their homes. I walk model homes all the time. It's part of my job. And in the middle of the workday, when I'm walking model homes, it's typically people who are there looking for decorating ideas. Interesting. And so, you know, a lot of people who want to access a model home can't get there from the eight to five or the 10 to six when that model home is staffed. They can get there on weekends when everybody else can get there, or they can get there when their workday is done. So if home builders could stick with these tools that they have, I think that the, the, the customer service experience for their prospects would be so much stronger. And I'm really hoping that the industry can, can keep that going. But we're getting ready to open a new community next year. And we're obviously engaged with our builders. We talk to them all the time. We have lots of meetings from the marketing side and the project management side. And a lot of them are reverting to the old ways. And I'm honestly quite disappointed in that. So when you say old ways, you mean like you've got to come on site? Because that, yeah. that was my next question is like, did people buy homes sight unseen over the last year? Like they're like, you're, you're doing a FaceTime or something like that. Or you mentioned Mataport. And did they actually purchase without actually seeing the home firsthand or even walking through that model home? They have. They have. And I don't think I could do that. Uh-huh. And I can read plans and I can understand things, but I don't know that I could buy a home without seeing it first. But a lot of people were willing to do that, which is remarkable. I'm curious to, like, to get your take on that. Do you think that these builders are not embracing that because their inability to upsell new features or something like that? Or is there any data that says that, hey, selling virtually isn't working well? That's a great question. I think, you know, the, the builders trick out their models so much with all kinds of upgraded materials and finishes. If you really saw what the, the bare house looked like with all the upgrades, it, it would be a very different experience. So I think that people are still willing to upgrade. It just depends on what that experience feels like and how the builders accommodate that. You know, how do do they still have people go to a design center to pick their finishes and their cabinets and their flooring? And you know, what what is that experience going forward? If I could shift back a little bit and talk about manufacturers again with you, Chris, I'm I'm curious to get your take. Are there manufacturers out there that you think are doing a good job 
at marketing and selling to the developer, the architect, the builder, you know, from your vantage point, like who do you see that's doing it well? Uh, that's a little bit of a tough one for me to answer. I know I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, right? Yeah, we don't deal with a lot of manufacturers directly. You know, we, we deal with fitness equipment suppliers for our gyms. We deal with a lot of outdoor furniture suppliers for our, our pools and our pool decks. But a lot of it is our, our contractors, you know, they, those, they have those connections. We're very particular because we turn all of our amenities over to our, our HOA. We don't own them. We, we turn them over to them. Okay. They own them and manage them. So we have to pick materials and supplies that are readily available and will always be available because in 10 years when they need to replace a bench or something, it needs to be with a company that has a long history and has, has a, a similar product still available. That's interesting. So, you know, a lot of times we chase what's new and what's exciting and you're saying, yes, that's nice, but I really want to make sure that they're around. I want to make sure that they have either the same exact thing or something comparable, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, very cool. To wrap up the show, I know this has been very interesting, very valuable. What advice would you give the manufacturer or even the dealer out there who says, hey, I want to do a better job at marketing and selling to architects, selling to builders, selling to developers like yourself, what last piece of advice would you give them? I want to sort of take a side shift on that. You know, one thing I've noticed lately, and I I have an old house, so I do a lot of work on my old house, and sometimes Mm -hmm. I need contractors, and everybody today is so busy. It's impossible to find someone to work on your house. I went to the nursery last weekend. There was a line waiting to get into the nursery. I go to my Lowe's, and the parking lot is jammed. So I'm wondering if a lot of your manufacturers could move from more to B2B to B2C to reach out to the consumer, to have a website that is consumer friendly, that can, you know, maybe even provide how-to videos. I, I think people are so willing. I, there's so much content on, on the internet these days about how to do anything. And I think what people are willing to take on those projects to see how they can improve their homes. I think home improvement is huge right now. And so if there's a way to reach the consumer and maybe not necessarily always the B2B model, I think that would be, be re- really helpful. You know, that's something we talk a lot about, like with the manufacturers we work with is, you know, it's become, especially for home buyers and for those in the R&R space, they are so much more educated today than they were 10 years ago because the access to information is easier, right? And so a great example of this, we, we use them all the time is Nest. Yes. If you go and you buy a Nest, they will directly try to put you in contact with an HVAC te- technician who can install that Nest. And so either you learn via video and you could do it yourself or you get contacted or connected with somebody who could do it. I think that's really where the industry as a whole is headed where the smartest manufacturers out there can, you know, be, I think, more strategic in how they position because, you know, what I think is, is it really used to be about the product and now it's so much more about everything else surrounding the product, meaning the experience, your access to information, how is it working with your team if you've got any kind of online integration? I think your, your point is spot on because if you look at a, another great example of this is like totally outside our industry, but Carvana. Carvana doesn't sell cars. They sell an experience to get a car, right? Right. right. They sell the ability for you to get rid of a headache. And if you can do that, like to your point, like how long did you wait in line? Oh gosh, it was probably, it, it was actually became a game because People were coming in from both directions. We're on the street trying to get into this parking lot and people were coming from both directions and the people who were coming from the opposite direction could turn right in if there was an opening, but we were at the mercy of cars coming at us. 
I think we waited 30 minutes and, but it became an enjoyable game to go, Oh no, they're going to cut in front of us again. (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. (laughs) That's so great. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. For our listeners out there, if they want to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to do that? My email address is probably the best way. And it's K-M-A-H-E-R at RanchoMV.com. Wonderful. We'll make sure we link to that in the show notes. Chris, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been great. Thanks, Zach. And for our listeners, if you want more great content like this, go to Vimeo.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.